been a while since I've recorded anything and that's mostly because I've been well first of all I haven't been out walking for a few days and also I've been doing some research and trying to bring myself up to speed on all sorts of stuff I have to say that Twitter slash X is brilliant as far as technical stuff is concerned as long as you exclude all the toxic people you can actually learn a great deal and keep up to date remarkably easily with it by it through it whatever um all right well let's just go back to where we were a little while back i talked not very convincingly i feel about rag and i will come back to that wouldn't want to lose my rag after all ho ho um but the the main thing i've been doing is playing around with things like maximum amounts of memory and what you can get out of a local installation and i learned something which has really transformed my whole understanding of it really or certainly the utility of it the problem with a lot of these models is that they they use a lot of ram so they are difficult to run and when you do something you're never quite sure when the ram is going to be exhausted it's not really the ram that's exhausted but basically when you when you run one of these models you have to tell it what its context length is which is very roughly how long the conversation you can have with it and most of them are fairly comfortable at about 4096 tokens some if you've got enough video ram and you're using an apple or something with integrated memory will go up to 8192 but mine then becomes painfully slow and I discovered that if you set it on about 6144 which is halfway between the two it works pretty well and you can have a very long conversation I mean certainly four or five thousand words which is long enough I think the quality of its responses deteriorates towards the end because when I eventually got to the end and it decided it had had enough because it had used all the memory available. Instead of 6,000 tokens, it seemed to have used 9,000. And I have to say, I don't really understand how it did that. But it did. Anyway, there we are. Well, that's that, but something much more interesting. A long time ago, I wrote... A little piece of the code that's incorporated into the Llama suite to allow files to be read so that you can put in the in the prompt that gets it all going you can put minus f followed by a file name and it will read that file name as if it were a prompt and even though I'd been instrumental in actually making this work and it is now part of the model. Even though I'd done that, <laughs> funnily enough, I'd forgotten. So when I was reading somebody complaining that he couldn't make something work, 
and he was using a prompt from a file, I then thought, oh, I'd forgotten you could do that. Let's see if you can. And so what I did was to take one of the transcriptions of these episodes. I've now got lots, as you can imagine, over 450 of them. I took one of the transcriptions and I fed it into the Mistral, Mixtral, a mixture of experts model, the quantized model, 4-bit quantized model. And it read the prompt and so I said, all right, well, can you give me a summary of the argument in the prompt? In five bullet points, I deliberately chose a fairly short episode, only about 600 words. I think it was 1125. And it gave me the summary in five words, and then we talked about it. And I said, have, it was about when I was describing the mixture of experts model, I think. I said, how, how do you feel about it? Did I get it mostly right? It said, yes, it seems pretty accurate. And we then went on and talked about it for quite some time. And of course, this fundamentally shifts what you can do. Now, my homemade, it's not homemade, but my, my thing running on my local machine can't, of course, read PDF documents yet, although there are software packages that will transfer PDFs into text. But it can certainly read text files. And I'm assuming that it can't read PDFs. I haven't actually tried feeding it a PDF. So maybe I should do that before I pontificate about it. But the, the really interesting thing about it was the speed with which it did it, the accuracy with which it did it, and the capacity that it then had to talk about the argument that it had read in the document. All of this running without an internet connection. I mean, it has an internet connection, we didn't use it on a local laptop. Admittedly quite a powerful local laptop, but not, as, not at the very top of the range. So that's very interesting. And the other thing I've done is that I came across a website. This is as a result of Twitter, in fact. Uh, there's a, a professor of computer science called Ethan Mollick, who likes to uh, put things on Twitter and interesting stuff. And he posted a video of himself, which was entirely false. Well, almost entirely false. He had recorded a separate video just using his webcam on his laptop, nothing fancy. And he then typed a completely separate message in text into a box on the website for the company, Heygen, H-E-Y-G-E-N.com. And uh, after doing that, the website took his original video, adapted the facial expressions, and particularly the lip movements. The original video was 30 seconds and translated it into a video of the text in which he was they used his voice and his lips and his video and the video he'd made to create something that looks remarkably like a video of him saying 
what he had written. And he also translated it into Italian and Hindi, neither of which languages he speaks. That was impressive, so I thought, well, I'll have a go at this. And I went online to the Heijen website and recorded my 30-second video. I did it two or three times because there are certain requirements, such as pausing between sentences and keeping your head still and looking at the camera, which you have to sort of practice a bit. And then, after I'd done that, I typed a little piece of text, 100 words or so, maybe a bit more, and left it. And, lo and behold, here it came in exactly the same format with exactly the same result. I was apparently saying all sorts of things. And then I asked it to do a, a Mandarin translation and that worked as well. So I'm just asking some of my Chinese friends what they think of the Chinese because I'm not in a position to assess it because I don't speak Chinese well enough or at all really. But since the Heijen people seem to be Chinese or certainly Oriental, Perhaps their Chinese is better than mine. I'm sure it will be. Couldn't, couldn't be not better than mine. So there we are. Quite an interesting week. And of course you start wondering where all this deep faking will stop, end. How it will end. Because what it more or less implies is that as soon as you've got any kind of video footage of anybody saying anything you can edit it if you are clever enough and make it say anything and I leave the lawyers to sort out the whole question of intellectual property copyright who owns my face who owns my voice and so on and so on well, it's all getting very, very complicated. The skies are getting darker. It looks to me as though before very long we'll be having real snow because it's trying at the moment, except that it's closer to hail or maybe even sleet as I speak. Well, that wasn't really a much about anything. Thank you for listening.